Welcome to the Sage Advice Podcast, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Peter Wolf. Peter is the president and founder of Azamba Consulting Group. He has spent the last 20 years focused on helping small and medium-sized businesses become more profitable through effective and efficient usage of CRM. Welcome back to the Sage Advice Podcast, Peter Wolf. Thank you very much, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Peter, and I'm glad you're on. You're what I call a recidivist guest. So, well, <laughs> more than once. Uh, Peter, what I want to speak to you about today is you have a real passion for blending CRM and the realities of, of business needs in creating successful outcomes. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'd be glad to. I mean, this is what I spend my days on. I think a lot of people, CRM is this abstract concept where they just sign up for it and then all of a sudden their business is immediately better. Um, but really, in reality, what CRM can do is if it is implemented correctly, it can transform business, especially businesses that need to manage remote sales teams, remote service teams. CRM acts as that hub ed that you put all of your key information about your prospects, your customers, your vendors, your suppliers. Um, and then that way it's in one central place. So anybody can get to it when they need to do it, um, when they need to get to it. And especially in today's day and age where people are being forced to work remotely, I just think that's a natural evolution. More and more of us are working remotely these days. Um, having a tool like that, it, it's just so powerful, so required. And I want to emphasize with you, you know, it's interesting because unfortunately CRM, I think, as you have alluded to, has been thought of now more as a marketing tool, but it's not prospect relationship management, it's customer relationship management, isn't it? Yeah, it's really weird. There's a common term in CRM, it's called XRM because it's really any type of relationship management. So like we ourselves work through partners. So most of our business comes from other Sage partners or Microsoft partners. And so we use it as a partner relationship management tool. Uh, we track business that partners send to us and we give them an access through a portal so they can see you know, where, we, where things stand with the opportunities that they've sent to us. The real key is it's a centralized repository to track all your different types of relationships. Some of our clients even use CRM as an operational tool to streamline operations because there's the second piece of CRM. The first piece is the central database. The second piece is putting a layer of automation on top of that. And I know, um, I don't know if, uh, if you're aware, but I ran into Rafael Casas, uh, one of your coworkers. Uh, we had a great talk about automation and some of the cool things that you can do. And for me, it all starts, how do you get that automation layer? You need to have good data. You need to track good information. And so CRM acts as the hub, and then you put the automation layer on top to streamline and make things more effective. And I'm sorry, I have to say this, Ed, but efficient as well. I know, you're, I know there's a debate about effectiveness and efficiency, but CRM will do them both. No, and that and that's completely fine. I, I, I my my challenge is is when once once just emphasizes complete efficiency over effectiveness. So it it's it's a the combination is good. What I want to talk to you about though is to that end. I think this is a really important one. Is how what are some tips that you have to make sure that your data is the best that it can be? I heard a statistic, and this is a long, long time ago, so you might have something updated on that, that roughly 2% of your data goes bad every month. Is that still what you're hearing? You know, it probably varies by industry and what, you know, what sector you're in and how good your people are. But 
a big part of CRM is not just put the software in, cross your fingers, pay your you know credit card bill, and think you're going to be successful. That's kind of what I alluded to at the top of the call. Um, you really have to have processes in place to make sure that your data doesn't go stinky. And I think it also is very contingent upon consultants like our team um, and the customers to say, before I put a field in the system, will I use it? Will it have great value to me? And just as importantly, how am I going to keep that up to date? There's no, nothing worse than a customer that asks us for hundreds of fields and there's no plan to keep you know, majority of those up to date, because then what happens is that, that data, I don't care how important it is, if you can't trust the accuracy of it, it's worthless. You'll never use it for reporting or searching. Um, you'll never use it for marketing purposes. So you might as well not have it in there. And what are some of those th- those uh, fields that you do think are important, though? What what are some of the things that you think that people really have taken advantage of that leads to the second conversation, which is using those specific fields for uh, an automation process? Yeah, so I think, like, honestly, a lot of times it's just the core fundamentals. Most of our customers come to us using spreadsheets and Outlook, um, which I know is probably a surprise. We're not doing a lot of takeovers. We certainly have customers coming to us from Salesforce, and Salesforce is just too much for them. So we'll help them migrate to a, a more appropriate fit system. But most of our customers are coming from nothing. So they aren't tracking the core data. Um, when do I think this deal will close? Um, how much is this value worth? What's the likelihood of close? You know, it's kind of like in sales, there's this concept called band, budget, authority, need, and time frame. So just track those four key fields. And then in your industry, you might have specific things that you want to track, like this is a services project versus a licenses project or an equipment project. And so whatever data that you're going to use to sort and filter and possibly do follow-ups on, which is to your second question, those are the essential fields. But you need to go into it with a plan of how am I going to keep this data up to date? Who's going to do it? Who's responsible for it? Because if you don't assign someone to be responsible for keeping a certain field up to date, I can guarantee you, it's not going to be kept up to date. It's going to go bad very quickly. Yeah, and you bring up something that I think is a really important point with regard to CRM, and that is there's a difference between percentage of the way through the sales process and likelihood to close. And in, in my experience, those two are often co-mingled or, or not clarified in any way. And I wonder if you would talk about one of the, some of the things that you might put into practice to make sure that your customers are using the, the, the right field, which in my view is probability to close. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because again, a lot of our customers are smaller businesses, small, medium-sized businesses. And when we go to them, I've, I haven't stopped completely, but I'd usually, I used to ask, what's your sales process? Most customers just don't really have a defined sales process. And again, I can't say it enough, CRM isn't some silver bullet, some magic solution that you apply it, then all of a sudden your business is gonna change. You need to use it as a foundational tool and then apply procedures and processes. So things like um, percent likelihood to close, it, you're right, it is tied to how far you are, are in the sales cycle usually. Because as I move a sales cycle forward and I hit my steps, so, you know, there's a structured process that you should follow for sales. I don't care what it is, something that you can repeat and track and understand where you need to improve. That has to align with your CRM data capture. And in theory, the farther you go down that sales process, the closer you are to closing it. Um, you could also be closer to losing it, too. But either way, you know, the your certainty level of where it's going to go starts to increase. 
And lastly, Peter, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Well, this one might be an odd one, but I really uh, look at my son. He's 14 years old, and you get exposed through your children of what other kids are up to today. And, you know, I feel like when I was a kid, I was just a a real knucklehead ed. And uh, I look at my son and his friends, and I see how smart and innovative they are and how easily they adopt and adapt to different situations. Um, And it just really gives me hope in the future to see how bright this generation is. I know there's a lot of people out there that bag on the millennials. I've never been a fan of that. Some of my hardest working people I've ever known are millennials. And I see this next generation coming up. It gives me a lot of hope and inspiration. And lastly, Peter, how can somebody contact you? I'm pretty easily accessible on LinkedIn. So just uh, take a look for me, Peter Wolf Azamba on LinkedIn um, or on Twitter, Azamba Inc. Uh, Actually, that's my company one. How about CRM Wolf? That's my personal Twitter feed. All right, Peter Wolf, thanks again for being a guest on the Sage Advice Podcast. Thanks, Ed. For more Sage Advice, visit and subscribe at sageadvicepodcast.com.